if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hi, welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. I'm Jade. And I'm Alana. And today we're talking about Facebook ads. So... Uh, There's a bit of misconception about what a Facebook ad is. There's two ways you can spend your money on Facebook. One is boosted ads and one is by using the Facebook ads manager. Why do they differ, Jade? So with boost posts, it's basically once you hit the boost post button, you get a very limited range of options for targeting, you know, how much you can spend, the time frame. It's sort of like a really, really, really watered down version of being able to use the power of Facebook ads. Whereas if you go to Ads Manager, that's where it's an actual proper digital advertising platform. Um, And even though it's Facebook's Ads Manager, it actually goes across more than just Facebook itself. Whereas a boosted post does just live in Facebook. And it's just, it's not gonna get you anywhere near the return on investment. And Ads Manager does take you know, a bit longer and you do need to, you know, practice it a bit to really get the most out of it. But it's not as overwhelming as what people might think. Like it it can look a bit complicated, but once you know what you're doing and what you're looking for, you'll notice a, a huge difference between just doing a boosted post and having something through Ads Manager. Fantastic. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to tell you what, why, how, and hopefully you're going to get some great tips out of it. So, Jade, you touched on just then um, Facebook ads show up across all Facebook platforms or partners. Tell us a little bit more about that. So basically Facebook, um, so in Ads Manager, it'll your ads will show up across all of the apps owned by Facebook. So that's like Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, Marketplace, etc., etc. But they also, just like Google, they have an audience network. So that's like, um, think of it as like advertising partners where there's sort of an agreement where you might do an ad in Ads Manager and then, you know, next minute you could be playing a game on your phone and your ad will show up there as well. Pretty cool. And that's because, yeah, so whoever, you know, creates those apps and stuff have an agreement with Facebook that they can put their ads across there and then they then get a cut of your advertising dollars. Nice. So it's not just Facebook. We're getting so many different other touch points. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Like it's, you know, if you create an ad in Ads Manager and then like you're just sitting there, you know, on a different app, like doing something on your phone or whatever and like literally like playing a game and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's my ad. Like it's (laughs) it's like, man, I'm pretty important. (laughs) So for those of you who don't think you've seen an ad, um, go have a look at your Facebook feed. I guarantee there'll be an ad in there for either a page you do follow or a page you don't follow. And just at the top, it'll say, next to their business name, it'll say sponsored in capitals. That is an ad. It's either in your feed, it's down the side. Like Jade said, it's on different platforms. Yeah, there's banner ads. There's all kind of things. But it, it's one of those things that people don't realize sometimes that they think it's a normal post. Like the ones that are in your feed, they'll think it's a normal post. But yeah, you can see the little sponsored thing that's actually paid advertising that's getting to you so side note i've actually been using advertising to like get better deals on things i'm shopping for a specific item at the moment a household item what's that household item milana share share it with everybody it's just a kitchen appliance (laughs) and um so i i've done some online shopping for it and i'm like oh i'm not sold on that particular one or that price and now the ads keep coming up in my Facebook feed. So I'm actually specifically stopping on those ads, maybe clicking, having a look around. So I'm like, 
Facebook shopping <laughs> um, and hoping that those ads keep targeting me because I haven't bought the one I want yet. So like, you can Why do the like research this? when the research can come to it you. Can come to you. So there's both ways you can do it. So that's like a little insight into my personal life. <laughs> there you go. So Facebook ads manager. We're going to put a link into the show notes as to where you can find it. You do need to turn on the function for your brand page to be able to do that, which is just hiding in your settings. We'll pop that in the notes as well for you. It's a bit tricky to explain where to find it, especially if you've never used it before. So we'll just pop the link in there and that way you can just bookmark it and use it to your heart's content. Awesome. So make sure you check that out at the end or when you have a moment spare. So Jade, why would we use Facebook ads manager? So Ads Manager, as far as an advertising platform, it is incredibly targeted. Um, And it's, you know, when you think about Boost Post, you know, like, yes, you can choose your demographics and your, you know, age and location and stuff like that. But, you know, think beyond just those kind of, you know, that basic sense of demographics and actually go, okay, I'm going to be doing an ad and I want, you know, I might have different audiences that, so my my ad could appeal to different people, you can create multiple ads. So like a layered ad campaign where it's like this ad is specifically for 21 to 31 year old females. And this ad is specifically for 30 to 40 year old men. And you can, you know, target different regions and all that type of stuff. Like you can, when you say targeted, it's not just about like, um, you know, like with TV and stuff where you're like, oh, this is really popular amongst, you know, females 25 to 45 or whatever. It's, it's targeted as in it specifically will not show to anybody who is outside of the targeting that you put in there. It's very specific. And it's also on the psychographic side, you can do interests as well. Um, so, you know, if someone's interested in cars or gardening or I won't get onto gardening again, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, yeah, when you say targeted, it's not just, it's not what we traditionally know as targeted advertising. It's very pinpoint. It's really, you can really drill down deep. You can really get very specific with your ads and your language and your imagery and all that sort of stuff. Really nerdy stuff that we love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be nerdy. And then another reason I really love it is because it is one of the most cost effective Um, advertising platforms available at the moment so you think of you know again I don't mean to pick on TV like you know I still like TV etc but think of what it costs to create one really really high quality good TV ad just one ad that has to appeal to everybody and then the airtime to get the frequency in the right audiences all that sort of thing and then say that you did want to spread that across not just where your um your region but you wanted to go into other areas as well like how that expense just mounts up and up and then say there was something wrong with the ad or there was something that you wanted to add onto it or change and then just those ongoing you know it's it's bloody expensive and the thing is like tv viewership is declining yeah but TV the way price, we absorb media in that sense. That's it. We've got streaming and all that sort of shit. But TV pricing, mm. like the cost of advertising TV, is not declining. And you, you can't see your analytics. Mm. We'll get into that later. But. but it is. It's like they can go, okay, you know, The Bachelor is really popular with, I don't know, people. <laughs> we don't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said The Batchy the other day. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, uh, The Bachelor? I'm like, 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> Out of the loop. Anyway, it's very cost-effective. Jade was talking in her targeting point about running um, different types of targeted ads. You could do that for still a fraction of the price of running a more traditional ad campaign. If you were running a traditional ad campaign, adding on Facebook for a portion of your budget is going to maximize your results. So no matter which way you're going, you it's very economical. And then if you do want to make changes or you've got new imagery or there was like a special offer or anything like that, like it's cost you nothing to go in make it. I mean, if you were doing it yourself, cost you nothing to go in and make those few changes. And like you could be changing your ad up every couple of weeks mm. if you wanted yeah. to. And, you know, turning one off, turning on another, um, putting, you know, like it, you, it's completely in your control. It's at your fingertips. You can play with it as much as you like. So it's just in that way, the actual spending dollars to be in front of exactly who you want to be, when you want to be, there is really no other platform that gives you that kind of, um, that, that bang for your buck. Yeah. And it's data driven. So if you're running your ad for a few days, a few weeks and you go, this isn't hitting the mark or I'm not loving the results I'm getting because you can see all your analytics. You can see who's looking at it, opening it, following through to either your sales page or however you've set it up, your goals. Um, you can go, right, I want to tweak this. I want to change the visual. I want to play with my wording. You've got all that data there so you can see if it's being effective or not and tweak it. And it's the, you know, being able to evaluate whether something was worth your time and money at the end of a campaign Absolutely. as well. You know, so again, back to TV. Um, if it's like, oh, you know, there could have been 30,000 people watching that night, but it's like, were they watching during your ad? Did they flick across? Yeah. Did they actually pay attention to it? Did they then go to your website? Like, there's no way of actually tracking that, like, at all. Isn't ad breaks for going to the toilet or getting another drink? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, that's if you even do ad breaks anymore. Like, seriously, who watches normal TV? <laughs> but if you go to, like, for a Facebook ad, you can see the the amount of impressions, the reach, you can see the click-throughs, you can see unique click-throughs. So you know you know exactly how many people saw your ad and then how many people clicked on it. Super, yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, we've talked about why you would do a Facebook ad. How do we do a Facebook ads? Okay, so Facebook ads, like when you go into Ads Manager, um, and this is why I think sometimes people use boost posts as well because it's really quite simple. Well, and the button's just there. You hit boost post and you put a budget. But when you, yeah, exactly. When you click it open, the options that are very streamlined, like anyone can understand it sort of thing. Whereas when you go into ads manager, um, it, it can seem a little bit overwhelming. Like there's more options, there's more details, there's things that you might not know what they mean, etc. Um, so, but really if you go into ads manager, Pretty much just use if you're not sure on something leave it on the default setting yeah like it, as you learn to use it you'll get to understand what different things are and how they can um you know um, add value to your your ad but really the default settings or the recommended settings that facebook has in there come from their aggregated data across yeah. like years and years of all different industries and locations and ads etc so like they do sort of know a little bit about what they're doing <laughs> so if there's something where you're like i'm not sure about this and this is a recommended setting just leave it on the recommended it's not gonna you don't need to fiddle with everything in ads manager just because it's there to fiddle with all right we're we're going to set up 
um, our first Facebook ad. We've jumped in. There's probably a few things that are already set on preset settings, but we're going to set our target audience. No, so first up is setting your goal. Setting your goal, yep. fabulous. So when you go into Ads Manager, the first thing that comes up is that it asks you to choose a goal. Um, and the difference here is like at Facebook's actually got it set up so that it's, it mimics the sales funnel. So there's awareness and then there's education and then there's conversion. So basically the first step to someone buying from you is they actually have to know you exist. Yeah. And what you're selling. Yeah. And then second is educational consideration. Like it's got different terms for it, but basically that's where they actually get to know you a bit more and start qualifying whether or not you, um, are you know something that they're looking for and then conversion is them actually becoming a customer yeah so that's the first party sales funnel and that's how facebook have the goal set up so if for example you were to choose um uh, traffic as one of your goals it means that alongside you um choosing your demographics and your psychographics like doing your targeting facebook will also show your ad to people who they know are more likely to click on an ad. Yeah. So we all have, you know, apart from just how old we are and where we live, we also have our actual, how our like online behaviors. So for example, I hate video so bad. I really don't like watching video. So if you were to choose the video views, um, like if you had a video ad and you were to choose a video views goal, then Facebook will, and you had it targeted at, you know, 30 to 40 year old women in Mackay, they were more likely to show it to an, someone, to another 30 to 40 year old um, woman, Mackay, Not as opposed you. to me, yeah. because I won't actually watch your video ad. I'm less likely to. Based on your behavior on Facebook. So it kind of adds another, so the goals there is basically, if you're like, I want, I want reach, so I just want to reach as many people as possible, then it'll just send a really broad net. If you go for something like traffic, it'll show up more to people in your targeting who are likely to actually click on something because a lot of us are like online stalkers. We don't click on shit. So that's me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's, yeah, for example, video views. They will show it to people who actually do consume video content as yeah. opposed to those who have a deep hatred for it. So Facebook's pretty smart in that regard. Yeah, look, they're pretty, they're pretty skeezy. Um, they're watching <laughs> us in all different kinds of ways. And it's not like Yay, they're like... Yay, marketing! <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like they're specifically going, oh, this is how Jade McCauley acts online. It's more like this is how this user yes. behaves online. Where's sort of thing. So we really are, which, so take comfort in that. All right, so we've set our goal. Our next thing to do is our targeting. Yep, so targeting is going through and like I said you set your location um, and this can be down like we did a recruitment campaign for a client recently where we actually specified it down to just the air like a couple of major airports that we wanted to target. Oh that's pretty neat. So like you think of how much airport advertising costs I mean the signage and stuff there are some amazing options there don't get me wrong but you know for a short-term campaign yeah um, being able to target people while they're at the airport was pretty <laughs> useful we did that across Facebook and YouTube it worked really well well there's a few things that people do at the airport it's scroll on their phone work on their laptops or read a book so, so like yeah it's a good audience to be targeting so you can choose your location or you can be really broad you can choose Queensland yeah um, you know or you can choose the regional centers so you can go like Cairns Townsville Rocky Mackay I think that's it yeah, that sounds great. Then you So you can do that kind of targeting. Um, and then you've got your uh, age, you've got your gender, um, and then you've also got interests. And interests are what we would call psychographics. Okay, so how do interests work? Because I've had a different 
thought pattern on this and you've enlightened me recently. <laughs> okay. So Facebook uh, determines what interests you as a user. Um, firstly, by obviously what pages you like. So things that you actually have clicked like on and you follow. Yeah. What contact, uh, content you interact with. So things that you like, comment and share. Um, so it can tell what you're interested by that. Um, however, as I said before, a lot of us are kind of just online um, observers. We don't necessarily always interact. Yeah. So Facebook also has it, if you pause on something for three seconds, that's clocked as an interaction. So you don't actually have to engage. You might, so for example, um, you might not have liked a car page or be interested in car content or, you know, you've not actually liked or commented or followed any car stuff. But every time you see a post about a car, you stop and read it for a few moments or yep. just the picture catches your eye or whatever, that's clocked as an interaction and you will, so that's basically determined that you're interested in cars even though you've not physically clicked something. Right. And so by setting interests when you're doing your targeting, you set things that people are potentially looking at that may fall into your target audience. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why sometimes, you know, you might notice that um, something that you don't like could be appearing in your newsfeed and stuff all the time. That's because you're potentially pausing and looking at the content, even though you don't want to interact with it. You're actually telling Facebook you're interested in that. So you're going to see more of it. Um, and then, yeah, on the advertising side of things, it means that if I was you know, um, doing a car show, I can put in cars as an interest and know that it's not just people who have actually liked car pages that I'm going to be advertising to. It will just expand to anyone who tends to slow down for a few moments Yeah, on a car post. Yeah, because Facebook can't hear you going, what is this rubbish? <laughs> They're like, oh, you stopped, you left this. We'll keep going. Basically, yes. Awesome. Okay, so next is time frame and budget. Yeah, so pretty much you just put in when you want your ad to start and when you want it to finish. Facebook automatically puts in like, I think it's a month range, but honestly you can run an ad for a day. Like you yeah. don't have to go with what's there. You can change it to whatever you want. And then the budget is there's a daily budget or there is a lifetime budget. So daily budget is basically a maximum that would get spent each day. It doesn't mean that it will necessarily get um, pushed out for the whole day. Um, but that's a maximum that it could spend and then a lifetime budget Obviously, that's a cap for the entire lifetime of the ad um, Which is where you can you know have a bit of a play and stuff once you um, Get to understand the settings and stuff a bit more as well where it's like you might do an ad to a smaller audience and run it for just three days but put a hundred bucks on it so it's like Facebook's got no option then but to just like really pump your ad out and give you like a big bunch of exposure in a short period of time, um, which can be very useful for certain campaigns like events and, you know, and it's last minute tickets and that kind of thing. Yeah. Is there a, a time frame that you would kind of float between? So like doing the same ad for a month or two months, would you bring that down to? If you did have a budget that was running that long, would you change the visual and the content so it keeps it fresh or is it's you know, not like is our best practice no because there's also like a frequency um cap sort of thing that happens within facebook as well which you can play with but i would i just leave it on the recommended settings yeah where it's like um so say you alana as a user might be in my targeting and stuff for whatever i'm promoting my ad could be running for two months but you would only see it once every eight days. Okay, or yep. once so every I'm not going to get sick of it, something. hide it, unfollow you, go away. Exactly. And it's sort of like instead of, because sometimes when we 
we change things too much as well, it's kind of like people can get a bit confused. Like yeah. we're used to seeing an ad and then that ad coming up again and being a reminder and we get sort of, we start to recognize it. Yeah. If it's something we're not interested in, it'll become white noise. If it's something that we are interested in, then it'll pique our attention each time because we'll visually recognize certain elements of it before we consciously understand that we're familiar with it. But because it's spaced out, it's not like TV where you see like three fucking ads in the same ad break and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? This, yeah, it's a lot more strategic. <laughs> okay, awesome. So next up, we're talking about the creative. I kind of jumped ahead then. So when we're setting up the creative for an ad, what are we looking at? Yeah, so the creative is basically, so like the first part's all kind of like your technical aspect. The creative bit is the actual ad itself. So it's your copy, it's your visual, um, it's the button, it's the links, that kind of thing. So first up, uh, you pop in, I think you select the format for whatever ad you want. So you might go slideshow, video, single ad, um, catalog, whatever and you know upload your images or your video or uh, that type of thing um with your visuals if you're going to have a video highly recommend putting captions on it you know because a lot of us do have our phones on silent as well so even if someone's got the autoplay thing you know like certain settings yes. where it starts playing it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to have the volume turned on. So captions are good. And like, because people like do, you know, scroll through Facebook at work and everything and don't necessarily <laughs> want people knowing that they're scrolling through Facebook. No. Yeah. No, no, we never do that. Um, we're a marketing agency. We're allowed to do that. <laughs> right, it's like our job to do that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so if you have a video, pop captions on there. Um, if you've And got that's any... a setting you can do in Facebook or is that something you do manually? You gotta upload the captions or have captions on the video already. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Um, but there's like free apps and stuff that you can put captions on video and you just tweak it so it's not like it's a hard thing to do. Um, and then or you know, if you're going visual sort of thing, you know, you upload your images and stuff, then you pop in your copy. Um, so when you create a Facebook ad, Facebook actually starts updating the ad preview in real time. Like so it tries to keep up with you as you're creating the ad so that you can see it like you're creating on the left, it's making it actually appear on the right, which means that especially when it gets to the copy part, it can be a real pain in the ass. So I highly recommend just actually writing the copy that you want into a Word doc. It's good for spell check too, any oh, grammatical yeah, issues. Um, you want to make sure if you're spending money on this ad, you want to make sure that you've, you've got everything right. You don't have a typo in there. So yeah, if you put it into a Word doc, then you can just copy it across in one go and then Facebook ads will, you know, refresh and create the ad and you don't have to be sitting there swearing at it because it's being all delayed oh, and stuff. Oh, look, and the amount of times my internet's glitched or Facebook has spazzed out and I've had to start my ad again, you don't want to lose your copy having that already written because, like, like I said, you're spending money on this, you're wanting this to go to quite a few people, so, you know, you've spent some time and effort crafting a clever post that's going to, you know, um, help you achieve your goal, so... Write that in a Word document, don't lose it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, take advantage of the different sections. So you normally have like, there's the copy that goes above, like so if you've got a traditional um, ad, because when you use Ads Manager, because it is getting used in all different platforms, sometimes the image is on top, sometimes the text is underneath, sometimes the text is on top and the image is underneath, etc. So one thing to remember is that for your copy, don't put things like, you know, check out below or click the link below or anything like that. Because for example, if it was getting shown on Instagram, which is obviously owned by Facebook, so that's one of the ad 
platforms that it goes to. You can could be go saying, to if you've selected it. Yeah, yeah. It could be saying, you know, click below, but the text is actually below the link. So just be very wary about putting directions into your copy. Um, and then also just remember like your page name will always appear there. So sometimes people will write an ad like they were writing a press ad or something and be like, at Rebel Nation, we do bloody blah, blah. But it's like, no, no, Rebel Nation, it's like, it looks like a post. So Rebel Nation will appear beside what you're doing. You don't actually need to waste that valuable character Introducing space. Introducing the business. You can yeah, go, exactly. we do blah, blah, blah. And that's the thing, when you think about copy, like just think about your own behavior when you're you know scrolling online, etc. Like that first line really needs to hook people. Yeah. It needs to be something that piques their interest, clear, simple, or funny, or really relevant to where they are like hey Mackay business owners struggling with blah blah yeah you know like really think about what's going to capture their attention from the start just like with you know when you do um news stories like don't bury the lead put that stuff the cool stuff you know right front and center and that's where we pop on our consumer hat and we go what do our audience want to know let's get to the bones of it and put it up front yes absolutely yeah, and so basically, you know, you'll have the co- the main copy and then there's like, a, you can choose a button and where that clicks to. You can put your website in there and it actually shows the URL, which is just good for branding awareness. You can put a heading in there. So there's all like kind of little fields and stuff. Um, doesn't mean you have to use all of them every time, but just think about, and because you've got that ad preview there and like, it doesn't even just show you a normal preview. It'll show you a preview of what it looks like on desktop, what it looks on mobile, what it'll look like on Insta, what you know, so you can get, you know, if you really wanted to, you can scroll through and have a look at all the different previews and stuff and get a real sense of how your ad's going to be seen by somebody who may not have ever heard of you before. So, you know, you just want things to be really clear and simple, but to take advantage of the, the different fields and spots that are there. And then if you have a Facebook pixel, then you click the button across to enable that. That's a whole other conversation, sorry. And then uh, you hit publish. Awesome. So we've published our ad. Then what do we do, Macaulay? Before you publish your ad, if it was us, we'd also be making sure that the landing page, so basically wherever the ad clicks through to, so you might have people clicking through to your um, homepage. You could have people clicking through to a a download page or an event. Yeah, anything like that. You could have them clicking to a Facebook event, whatever it might be. Before you hit set it live, make sure that your landing page is optimized. So, you know, for example, if we're running a campaign for a client and they want it to go to their homepage, but on the homepage has nothing about the campaign, then that's a real disconnect for the audience. You know, they've clicked through and it's like, you know, they're not going to go searching for that stuff. If it's not front and center for them, you've lost them. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, optimizing your landing page and optimizing it for conversions. So for example, if you were doing an event and you had an event page on your website, then you would click straight through to the event page. Don't just go to like the main events tab or anything, put it straight through to that particular event and make sure that things like your, you know, buy tickets or whatever that kind of button, etc., is as prominent it's on there a couple of times, depending how big it is. Like make sure that it's just, yeah, if you've already sold someone, don't make it hard for them to buy from you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, once you hit publish, then it goes into review and sometimes that can take like a minute and sometimes it can take longer. And if there are any issues, like sometimes, you know, we do ads for like real estate and finance and stuff as well. Sometimes things like we'll do an ad and it'll automatically get um, rejected because it's one of those hot topics or whatever. So we just hit appeal and, you know, just say, 
this is actually not selling something skeezy. This is above board. Well, you don't write that. We write something sensible. And then it gets approved. So if, if you ever, if anything in Facebook, like changing a page name, or if, if you're doing anything where you get rejected, always hit that appeal button. It, it's not a hard process, you know, it's, and it's always worth it because 99% of the time you get what you want at the end. Yeah, awesome. And then once the review is finalized and your ad is live, yeah. we get to check the analytics after it's been running. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing, I guess it's, you know, like we were saying before, when you're spending money on advertising, no matter what that might be, it's sort of like, you know, sometimes people forget about actually going back and having a look at how it performed. Um, because next time you want to do some advertising, you sort of want to have an idea about whether that particular channel activity works for you or not. And the beauty in ads managers, you can go in and see, okay, so we've got this many impressions, which means how many times it appeared on screen. It got this much reach, so that's how many eyeballs actually, like how many people actually stopped, stopped. on it or whatever. Yep. You know, how many click-throughs it got, so how many total clicks. And then you've got unique click-throughs. So like Alana might see the ad four times and click it on every time. So that's four clicks, but it's one unique click-through because she's just one user. Yeah. And yeah, that's where you really want to tell, you know, how much you spent versus what the results were um, to determine for you whether that is a channel that is useful for using in the future for other campaigns as well. Awesome. And it's very important when you're running a Facebook ad is that you keep an eye on any comments that are actually, oh, that your users are putting point. on your post. If they're asking you questions about what you're selling or what you're doing, you want to be answering them because if they've thought it, someone else has thought it and they haven't had, got around to commenting yourself themselves, and if you haven't replied and it's been there for days and days, it's it's not going to look great. Yeah, it's like you don't care that people are like, you know, you're like, oh, come buy from us. Someone's got a question. You're like, yeah. How so. much is it? When are you open? Like, you know, if, you, if you're not answering that for one person, you're not answering that for, for multiple people. Yeah, and if you just, it just makes you look like you don't give a shit about the people who are actually wanting to buy from you, which is like kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, you've gone to all this effort. Keep mm. it going. But yeah, so basically just to wrap up, when it comes to Facebook ads, because like it, it does seem a bit more technical, but if you get in there and have a bit of a play with it, you can do it at a really low cost. You know, it's a really kind of uh, easy learning curve in that respect where it doesn't cost a lot of money. You could put 30 bucks for one day. Test the waters. Do, you know, do one so you, you feel comfortable, you get an idea of what sections that Facebook is asking you to pop in and you can see who your audience really is. And if you... If you're actually unsure about who you want to target, have a look at your Facebook analytics and see who does interact with your stuff and who is already there and try talking to them a little bit louder. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. Another point is if you're rolling out a campaign, so if this is if your Facebook ad is just a part of a larger campaign, whether it's recruitment mm. or a sales or whatever you've got going on, you're launching an event or a service, then make sure that you've got some organic posts scheduled on your page. Oh, yeah, just this is a real support. bug there for you. Yeah, this is a bug there for me. I've actually, so I um, had an ad come up on my Facebook page. I'm like, that's really cool. I want to find out some more information. But like I was distracted and I kept scrolling and I'm like, oh, that's right. I want to go back. Couldn't find the ad in my feed, so I thought I'll go over to the page. There was absolutely nothing about this campaign that they were doing mm. on their page. And I'm like, well, what a waste. I've just wasted my time. They've wasted their time. You know, so whether it's a couple of organic posts just so people who are following you know what's going on, whether it's a Facebook cover, keep your campaign going across your whole platform. Don't waste that space you've already got. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, so with the boost post, it's already a post that you've created and then you chuck some more money on it. So it is in your news feed. So if I was going to go back, I could find that one. Yeah. Ads manager, the ad is created in ads manager. It's not actually a post on your page. No. So if you did want to, you could even recreate that ad as a post on your page and pin it to the top or something for the campaign so that people could easily find it. But yeah, sometimes I think people don't, if they're used to boosting posts, they don't necessarily realize that it doesn't actually appear as an ad uh, sorry as a post on their actual page newsfeed yeah. and you might as well be getting some organic reach for that if you've got good news or good stuff to share then people want to see it absolutely cool well that is facebook um ads <laughs> thank you so much for joining us <laughs> cheers cheers Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.